0: For those of you who frequent social media, you may have seen a meme that has gone viral in the wake of the tragic hurricane in Texas. And For those that don't know, a meme is defined in this context by Google as a humorous image, video, piece of text, etc. that is copied and spread rapidly by internet users. There are several variations of this theme, but one that I saw depicts a large delivery truck, wide open in the back, and completely empty. The text reads, your thoughts and prayers being delivered to Texas. And in the Science Post, a satirical news website, we find the headline, only 11,568 more thoughts and prayers needed to help with Hurricane Harvey. these I actually expected you guys to find that funny. That's interesting. You're surprising me tonight. These pithy comments make clear their perspective. When people are struggling, for basic survival in the face of a catastrophic disaster, thoughts and prayers are about as useful as a truck full of nothing. Now, a different kind of clergy person with a different kind of congregation might offer a sermon railing against these memes. Of course prayer matters. Faith is part of the fabric of our society. And certainly a state with a large religious population like Texas would appreciate our devotions in their time of need. But moving into my third year here at Emmanuel, I've come to know you, or so I thought, and my guess is <laughs> many of you agree fully with the sentiment depicted in these internet memes. Perhaps a few, of them even, a few of you even shared them yourselves. And for the record, I actually agree. Thoughts and prayers don't mean much to someone, who's, to someone when those thoughts and prayers are not connected to meaningful action. Indeed, ki this week's Torah portion includes a whole list of things that we are required to do to care for those who are vulnerable leaving food for the poor, orphan and widow, paying workers' wages on time, fair lending practices. And in this whole Torah portion, and in my experience, the entire Torah, we never, ever are commanded to send our thoughts and prayers to anyone. So this begs the question. For the religious person, and for the moment, I'm going to include all of you who are sitting here in this worship service as religious people, what is our religious response to the suffering of the other? Does our Judaism, our spiritual tradition, matter at all when it comes to how we respond to human need? More concretely, despite the searing critique of religion, Do my thoughts and prayers matter to the family in Texas whose home now sits underwater, to those who tragically lost loved ones, to our sister Reform congregation Beth Israel, whose sanctuary is flooded and requires restoration? One possible Jewish response to this is the notion that we are a people of faith, of of action over faith. To send thoughts and prayers is ultimately a Christian framework The argument goes, our Torah does not command faith, it offers meets vote. This ultimately is God's work. Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, give money to the poor. In partaking in these activities is Jewish prayer at its best. If we are honest, however, this divide, often referred to in religious studies as faith versus works, is a false dichotomy. Yes, Judaism is a religion of action, but our tradition is also deeply connected to faith and God. When we describe the revelation at Sinai as being like our wedding to our creator, or in the Kedushah prayer, when the entire universe is depicted as overflowing with God's kavod, God's mighty, mighty presence, we are certainly connecting with elements of our tradition that are all about faith. Another common response to this question about the effectiveness of prayer is to assert that prayer provides a sense of hope and possibility, even if it does nothing tangible. While prayer might not literally remove the floodwaters and rebuild shattered lives, knowing that the country stands with them in prayer helps those who are suffering feel less alone in their moment of anguish, as it also helps the rest of us feel like we are doing more This is true, I think, though I also think it misses the point. It's certainly important that anyone suffering not be left to suffer in isolation and without hope, but I don't know that the use of religion to offer that hope has any greater impact than, for example, simply saying we are thinking of someone. This defensive of prayer also ignores the elephant in the room, God, and God's ability, or lack thereof depending on your theology, to meaningfully respond to the crying out and lamentations of God's children. Some of you may know that one of my favorite and often quoted Jewish thinkers is Emmanuel Levinas. Levinas was a French Jewish philosopher whose life spanned the bulk of the 20th century and whose work was important in both secular and Jewish life. Among his most important contributions to Jewish thought was his theology of the human face. Levinas theorized that a kind of heavenly commandment appears in the face of another human being. That to encounter the face of another human being is to, in a way, get a glimpse of the divine and to be commanded to care for and respond to that face, especially the face of the other who suffers. He wrote in his book, Totality and Infinity, the, fi- the other faces me and puts me in question and obliges me. And in his book, Ethics and in Infinity, he writes, The face is what forbids us to kill. And finally, in one of his most famous quotes, also from Ethics and in Infinity, he writes, The first word of the face is, Thou shalt not kill. It is an order. There is a commandment in the appearance of the face, as if a master spoke to me. However, at the same time, the face of the other is destitute. It is the poor for whom I can do all and to whom I owe all." In other words, for Levinas, God is not a simple and petitionable third party in a moment of human catastrophe. Rather, God is a force of justice who compels us to respond to the suffering destitute other. In this sense, when we send prayers, we are waking up that justice-seeking divine part of ourselves so that we can respond out of the best of our tradition. When I read my colleague from Houston's post on Facebook talking about the needs of his Jewish community, I am, in a sense, being commanded by God. When we see an image of the face of a family waiting for rescue on the roof of their home surrounded by, flood, by floodwaters, the mitzvah, Lo Tirtzach, you shalt not kill, is part of what we glimpse in those faces. For if we do nothing, are we not in some way ignoring God's commandment? Taking Levinas into account, I offer you this. The phrase, sending thoughts and prayers, may not resonate as deeply as a Jewish response, and it might ring hollow if it is not accompanied by real material help. But we would be rejoicing we would be rejecting a bold and beautiful part of our tradition if we were to leave the Holy One out of that picture. I understand the point that these internet memes are trying to make, and I also take issue with a religiosity that divorces itself from the need for real action. At the same time, my Jewish response is that the suffering of human beings and our very human response to that suffering is something that religion has a whole lot to say about. Judaism teaches us that God can show up in these moments, that God does respond with us and through us. We can glimpse God on the face of the other and in that sublime moment of revelation we are confronted with the possibility of turning our prayer and thoughts into action to the possibility of transforming our important and good thoughts and prayers into bread and shelter and medicine and love. We are confronted with the possibility of being religious people who live in and act in relationship to the God of our ancestors. Shabbat shalom.